Are you actually good? I'm actually good, thank you. Um, are you? Yeah, I mean, you've got the family, right? Yeah, which makes it weirder. I keep thinking, if would I have ever had a kid if this happened before my wife got pregnant? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. I'm thinking a lot about my own ideas of family and future through this. Well, your family's in New York. Are you a little bit more freaked out than you think than you might be if they were like in I don't know Kansas? Um, no, no. They're. I mean, my mom worked works worked in supermarkets up until last week. She stocked shelves in a supermarket mm-hmm. and her distributor. You know, she's considered an essential worker, and they weren't giving her off of work. Um. She had to use her vacation days. That was all making me kind of nervous, but we're kind of talking her into retirement now, so that feels better. How old are but you? No, I'm, I'm fine. How old am I? Yeah. I'm 34. You're 34. So you were in high school during 9-11. Yes. But you were in the area during 9-11. I was. Um, yeah. I and- was in Long Island. My dad was working in the city. Um but that's as close as I got to it. But that's pretty close. I mean, I was in Chicago. I was a freshman in college, and this feel this has got to be like the next 9-11, right? I think it's crazier. I talk to my dad about this all the time. Yeah. Um, this feels way crazier. Um, 9-11 felt like there was like a clear... Why, at the end of the day, 9-11 was about two rich kids being rich kids, and <laughs> there were a lot of human <laughs> lives lost, but really it would pull down to like a family dispute. Yeah. This is not that. No, no, no. And this is global, too, in a way where everyone was like, wow, solidarity with New York. Or, like, as Americans, we come together. This is the world. Yeah, so, this is bad. Yeah. Are, <laughs> so you were one of the first people I asked, like, are you considering getting out of Washington, D.C.? Because you came here for a job, that job, and most every other job doesn't exist in the same capacity as it once did. So... You came from New York. Are you thinking about going back to New York, or is that just pointless? I think that any kind of planning right now is pointless. I I, I don't know how people are kind of like strategizing what their next moves are. It, mm-hmm. it, it all feels so like hour to hour, day to day right now that I just I'm not wasting any brain space there yet. That's good. That's very good. But I yeah, like I, to I, plan. <laughs> Well, that's hard for people that like to plan. Um, what can you plan now? There's very little, uh, you know, I'm, I've kind of just resigned myself to this purgatory and I'm embracing it and leaning into it, um, which feels like the right thing to do for my mental health, at least, where it's like, thankfully, over the years, I've invested a lot in my home theater system, in my music production equipment, in my record collection, and... Um, you know, at, I definitely had a few days where I was like in tears and afraid. And what does this mean for my career? And then it was like, you know what? I'm just going to lean all the way into this kind of, like I said, purgatory thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm kind of in my groove now. I'm making beats. I'm watching movies. I'm DJ. I'm having having a good time. But I'm not trying to sound rude or mean, but you're single and you're alone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's got to be a very different experience okay so my initial reaction was wow this is extra unfair i live alone i don't have roommates i don't have a partner how am i and now uh it's become very clear that i have the advantage i think (laughs) in those things (laughs) um i think i'd be losing my mind if i had a partner or a roommate um and confined in a small one-bedroom apartment for this long 
with, you know, the only yeah. option being like a walk once a day. Yeah, that's I understand what you're saying and I don't necessarily disagree, but I you've been in my house. It's it's different than a one bedroom uh condo. You have or, a house, yeah. Yeah, we have a house. So, it's very different. But also, I don't know if you know this, when you have a house, there are uh different bills to pay. <laughs> and so yes. that's a little scary. Are you worried about rent? Uh no. I, again, I I I don't have a safety fund. I don't have rich parents. Um I don't have any of these kind of like yeah, these safety nets. Mm-hmm. Um but again, I and maybe this is just maybe I'm I'm learning a bit about my personality through this kind of thing. I I feel like I I've, I've been through shit before. Um I didn't grow up with money. Um my dad's declared bankruptcy. Um, I just kind of feel like it's okay. Everyone's in this boat together. If I need a loan, I'll find a loan. Yeah. I probably will end up, essentially what I'm thinking of this as is I will end up with another student loan debt. It's oh, as if it's, I'm going yeah, to grad school. Yeah, that's a good school. way to look at it. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah, and I, I thought to myself, if 10 years ago I asked my 24-year-old self, if you took out a $50,000 loan and your next 10 years went the way my past 10 years have gone, would I take that trade? Absolutely. I'm very happy with my last 10 years. So if I end up with another student loan debt after all of this, I'm not, it's not the end of the world. I'm um, in a very good spot because I have a wife who is employed. So I'm like, I'm not good, but I'm far from fucked. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, you have a family unit. That's where it, the yeah. economics all change, right? I mean, but. The reason why I ask is because, like, I've applied for unemployment, like, the second I could, right? Um, Mm -hmm. By the way, I'm going to – I won't reveal when until a later episode, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, I applied for unemployment as soon as I could, but because I'm part of a family unit, I did not apply for SNAP benefits because I don't qualify because we file our taxes jointly. Does that make sense? Yes. So, did you apply for SNAP benefits? I have not. Um, I'm in a weird gray zone, though. I'm self-employed. Okay. Um, so I'm technically a small business. I've, I've had one employee on payroll. So I'm waiting to see where all these chips fall. I'm mm-hmm. applying for basically, I applied for the micro grant that DC offered. I applied for unemployment, even though I, I don't know if I qualify. Yeah. I'm kind of just applying as things come out and scratching as many scratch off tickets as I can, so to speak. Um, I haven't thought about Snap. Um, I, I wouldn't. Why is that? I, in, in, in theory, um, and I think my answer to that is because I don't need it as much as I think some others might. Now, and I don't. The, I am so yeah. glad you said that because that's the exact answer a, a mutual friend of ours gave to me about why she did not apply, and I would like to respectfully disagree <laughs> with that because this is where I think it, it goes into this like. This is almost conspiracy theory like, but the social safety net exists for a reason. You just said you're scratching off all the tickets as possible. That is a clear, direct one that in theory you should qualify for and and be granted probably sooner than you're ever going to get unemployment benefits. That exists for you. And that benefit, if it goes to you, doesn't not go to a different person. Does that make sense? Um, yes. Okay. I, I don't think I've, I mean, that's like what I thought, but I haven't read into that at all. That's and, and the reason I asked this is because I, I don't know about you. I use Amazon. I use Amazon prime a lot. I used to use Amazon prime all the time. It's one of the best possible resources when you have a small child. Uh, have you ever used Amazon prime? 
I sure do. Great. Uh, and do you think that the gentleman that owns Amazon Prime, he goes by the name of Jeff, he pays taxes on those Amazon Prime things? Jeff does not pay me. Okay, taxes. so if Jeff gets all those perks, why doesn't Joe, why doesn't Phil, etc.? You see what I mean? Yeah, I do. I okay. Do. I also may have an inherent bias here. Um, having grown up on food stamps, maybe there's like a pride thing there. But that's the not thing. Wanting that, that, and I understand that completely. I relate to that for my parental situation as well. Therefore, fuck it. Give me all of the food stamps now. I deserve it because this is why that social safety net exists. Yeah, you're not wrong. And I'm I using the royal eye in that instance. I'm sorry if I, it came off as like a pompous. Give me some more. But no, 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 no. Th- that's what I'm trying to say. I don't under. This is like the last. You just said we're all in this together. I do not disagree in any way. But why is our brain still in this old school? I feel like there's shame attached with SNAP benefits there is. when there, there is. shouldn't there's. be. And there shouldn't be. You're totally right. You're totally right. I hadn't even thought of SNAP benefits until you just brought it up in this interview. And I've been really thinking about this and thinking about the resources. And it's funny that my brain, the first place my brain went to was like, I bet I can get a really low interest loan. Yeah. I want to go more in debt for something that I didn't do wrong. Yeah, right. I I didn't think of micro grants. I didn't think of unemployment. I didn't think of SNAP benefits. I was like, I can probably get a good rate from a bank to owe them money. And you know what I mean? Like, it's weird that that's where my brain goes. I don't think you're alone. I think there's so much shame about this. And you might not agree with it, but I think that there's a problem with the city in which we live. It's probably most every city in America, if not the world. Anytime there's a fancy place and there's like a $16 cocktail, ever like not everyone, but most people are willing to be like, yeah, that's absolutely worth it. What a great mixologist. Sure, fine, great. But there's absolutely no shame in drinking the cheapest beer because that's all you can afford. And you deserve right. to be fucked up if you want to get fucked up. And yes. there's never been, for me a good representation of the marrying of those two ideas. Does that make sense? It makes a ton of sense. Um, I also, this is kind of a tangent, but through this, I've really started to reconsider what my spending has been really okay. over the last 10 years, but specifically since I moved to DC and, and started full service radio. Um, yeah, it, it really puts a lot in context. Um, when you start to, because we talk a lot about how the economy is taking a huge hit and people are obviously taking a huge hit. People are also spending less than they ever have. Oh, probably yeah. most people, myself included. I'm looking at my, I'm like, I'm not spending a dollar. Really? I, I, I spent a lot on groceries once I bought like $250 worth of groceries mm-hmm. to try to last a month. I haven't spent another dollar since. Um, and that's interesting when you think about the lifestyle of going out and getting drinks and seeing bands and going to yeah. restaurants and all these things that we do miss and are good for our, our mental health and community it's like that shit's expensive man the interesting th- not the interesting thing but my entire career because i'm 37 now my entire career and well before i would ever call it a career was so much effort was spent to not pay for any of those things like when i started working in record stores i worked <laughs> in record stores because i don't want to buy records i worked in movie theaters because i don't want to pay for movies etc and that led to every single job i've ever had and even now it's like i'm only going out if it's uh, if i'm like writing about it for work and like i love making that the work does that make sense yeah it does it's smart but now my entire fallback plan would be like oh i'll just go back to what i used to do before which is bartend and there aren't any bars <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you worried that um, your position or you know career may not be there when this is done? A hundred percent. But 
what I've always wanted to do, I still I already do it. the The issue is what what's the next thing? Does that make sense? Yeah, of course, of course. I think um, I mean I don't know if you've gone through this in your mind, but I think for a lot of creative freelancers and people that do weird, hard to define jobs in this field, it's like what is essential? What do we really need? I mean, first thing I thought when this hit was like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> what's the least essential spending what's the least essential spending at a hotel a fucking podcast network i'm done like, yeah that's the first thing to go um and it really just makes made me rethink what i do and my usefulness to society <laughs> where it's like i'm not essential at all my skills are not very essential um and that's being extra harsh on myself i could adapt but yeah that, i don't know if you've had that thought at all I've had that thought for years, but like, it's had nothing to do with a pandemic. That was always like uh, when people ask me what my wife does and what I do, even though on the tax form it's the same title, I would never say the same thing. She's a real journalist, and I'm some guy that writes about the fun shit. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's not degrading to say that, and I have no problem saying those things but like what she does could actually change legislation and what i could do is maybe encourage you to eat at a certain restaurant for a special holiday like that's not important it's a different thing (laughs) one of them has real value and one of them is a luxury and i know that and that's okay most things are luxurious unless you're a surgeon or i don't know uh that's probably the most important job right now like doctor or nurse yeah something like that teacher doctor emergency responder those are you know there's like tears and like yeah we're not essential and that's okay most people i'd say aren't essential at least when it comes to what they get paid for lawyers though litigators not essential tax yes they but they're more essential than creatives i mean like think of all the lawsuits that are going to be fought after this on behalf of good and bad sides sure Um, sure sure but that's not essential that's that's just, no, that's it's, not essential okay, at all. It's useful. It's useful, but like, no way. I'd say that certain athletes are way more essential than most lawyers. All right, that's fair. But I also, I'm like this liberal leftist zinster that like would say like firemen are essential, but cops aren't. You know what I mean? It's a, it's not. Uh-huh. It's it, my system is entirely skewed. We were supposed to be talking about basketball, but um, if it's okay with you, <laughs> since there's no action right now, uh, we could skip that. Oh uh, man, I miss basketball. Um, do you actually? Here's the thing: you're a Knicks weird fan. How the NBA? Do you feel like the NBA kind of like Adam Silver sort of set the tone? Oh yeah, he this. of the of the five majors uh, leagues. Yeah, he absolutely set the tone. Not only sports, though. I'm saying like the NBA was the first major thing to truly shut down. Yeah, and I think it's what got the attention of a lot of the country. You're and I mean, right. it would have happened anyway. But but if 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 the Utah Jazz incident doesn't happen, does the NBA have this reaction? Maybe not. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying good on them. I'm saying it's just funny that that's the, how the timing worked. Sure. Where when we look back at the timeline, it's like March 13th or whatever it was. You know, the NBA made that move, and Do I mean you, the Knicks actually played the last basketball of the season. Therefore, um, they're the champions. <laughs> that was right. We won the championship. Um, it was against we the, were Hawks, playing right? the Hawks. Yeah, uh-huh. Vince Carter's and, last um, game. Vince Carter, they subbed him in in the last minute, kind of like, if this is it, then let's get him his last, his last minutes. And he comes in and he drains a three pointer. Crowd goes fucking nuts. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful moment that was. Okay, so you're a Knicks fan, unfortunately. Does d- not to be a dick, but like your season would have already been over at this point. Yeah. Okay. 
for sure. So, like, are you super bummed out, or are you just like moderately bummed out? Apathetic. Um, okay. I think the more interesting thing is considering what this means for college athletes. Oh yeah. Scouting. I mean, like, this is just such a speed bump in the machine of how this all works. That's fascinating to me. I don't know how the draft works, how scouting works. I mean, we so many years, you don't really know who the best players are until March Madness. So mm-hmm. we're going to have a whole draft class that's a lot more speculative. So, okay, to keep it on sports, the Knicks got an extra late first-round pick this year in a Marcus Morris trade. That could be a great pick. They could pick somebody at 22 that would have been a top five pick, but we didn't see March Madness, so the scouting wasn't there. You know, it's like it's going to be a weird fallout. The NBA has not said if there is going to be a definitive conclusion to this season or they're just going to start the next year again. What do you hope happens? I hope and think that it should just be over and it'll be a year with an asterisk and there will be no champion and no playoffs. I kind of just think that's it. Do you ever think about long-term history and how history books will be written and how things will be conflated? Yeah. Okay, I think about this all the time. And two of the things I thought of uh, were recently, in about 100 years, people might think that the Jay-Z Kanye West album Watch the Throne was about Tiger King. (laughs) That's one. And number two is I wouldn't be shocked if even in 10 years, no, not 10 years, 50 years, people won't think that the pandemic is the reason why the NBA season ended, but because Kobe Bryant died in the pandemic. Oh, wow. That's a funny one. Yeah. Um, This is a super disappointing season because it's, it was a really good season. Unlike, I don't know, like 10 years ago, you could say like any of the, like, yeah, I think that's fair. Like 10 years ago, whatever the 2009 season doesn't end. I don't care. But, or the 2010 lockouts, you know, and like, We've had shortened seasons, um, but we've never had it in this direction. You know, it would be one yeah. thing if this pandemic hit at the beginning of the season and we lose half the year. And then, like, we've done that before in sports. I don't think we've ever done it this way. Although, the baseball had a year where there was no champion, right? 94, I wrote about this. It's my favorite thing I've ever written about well in a press box. I covered the 2017 Major League Baseball's uh, opener. I covered, It was the Nats game. And I wrote in the press box of what if George Bush got his dream job? Do you know what George W. Bush's dream job was? Um, I, I may be making this up, but MLB commissioner. That is right? correct. But Bud Selig lied to him. And because he lied to him, Bud Selig essentially became de facto commissioner for like 10 plus years. That's when George W. Bush got into politics. Oh, wow. So there is, wow. it, there is a non-zero, not non-zero chance, but... I think it's fair to say Bud Selig is one of the catalysts for 9-11. And if that happens, <laughs> if Bush Bud doesn't Selig win, 9/11. it's not crazy to say that Gore wins 2000. It's not crazy to say that Donald Trump runs as a Democrat and wins at one point. Wow, I love this. It's not crazy yeah. to say that the 94 season uh, actually finishes, Which, and I don't know if you know this at the time, but the number one uh, record in baseball was the Montreal Expos. They win a championship. Oh, wow. They never leave Montreal and come to D.C. Wow. Wow. I love that. There's none of that right now. There's no like. There's no fun game theory to play in this because everything is just stasis. Well, because we're in it. We're in it also, I think. That's um, true. You know, there'll be a lot of fun alternate reality, you know, things we can imagine up once it's done. Um, but I think the season has to be done. I can't imagine... 
picking back up. I, you know, I think the last thing to get back to normal will be concerts, sporting events, and really large collections of people. I think that's going to be, I mean, we'll eventually start to trickle things back. Mm -hmm. We'll open retail up. Bars and restaurants will probably open with smaller capacity, but like concerts and sporting events, that's going to fucking take a long time, I think. So do you think Major League Baseball will play a 2021 season or 2020 season? Hard to say, right? Probably not. You you have if you had to bet a dollar, you'd bet on not happening. Yeah, if I had to bet, I'd bet on it not happening. Yeah, I I don't know, I I don't know. It's so uh, I'm offering nothing when I say this is so weird, but it's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. It is the word I've been using is psychedelic. I think it's incredibly psychedelic. Um, and to me, it feels like I don't know what your experience with psychedelics is. Um, I've definitely had my fair share and it feels like the whole world is on the same weird acid trip and it's like no one really knows when it's going to wear off and you're seeing varying degrees of comfort in people based on like how okay they are being in their own head and their own space for that amount of time i've been on paternity leave this was supposed to be my first week back at work so technically yesterday was so uh, this is completely normal to me since pretty much december i've been living like this um i would see people on air other than my wife on average like once a week you know so not a lot wow so you're on like day 90 or something yeah and i'm not saying that out of anger or or complaint no i I like that i've come to grips with myself like i'm the fucking atheist who's like reading a shitload of buddhist texts for the last three months like i'm 100 percent fine with being alone my issue right now is uh, at the end of the four months for me i always had a job to go back to right now uh, there are no jobs and that's the difference it's not like you lost your job it's like no 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 industries don't exist right now and we can't tell you when those are ever going to be back and then if if those are ever going to be back fair good point and now we're i want to know when our brain will acclimate to the new normal once ever that it takes place if it goes back to the normal or are we just right now witnessing the last vestiges of the old world like wrestlemania is this weekend right but it's going to be in an empty arena it's not even going to be an arena it's going to be in the performance center and it's going to be weird as fuck but they're still moving ahead with it It, for reasons i don't understand i'm assuming sponsorship and it's run by like a 70 plus year old billionaire who's insane but the point is this when will we just uh, acknowledge the reality and be able to move on and i don't think anyone knows that no, um, I think it's fair and not, you know, um, very insightful to say, but like, yeah, of course this is, nothing will be the same after this. Um, I think a lot about the sprawl that we might see of young, youngish people in their mid twenties to say late thirties, mm-hmm. especially single, like if, if you're fighting to live in a city, um, I think people may leave cities after this for not only like financial reasons, but in in the middle of a pandemic, being stuck in an apartment in a building where you're, you know, on top of everybody else, especially my friends in New York. And like, you do have to get on a subway and thinking like, why am I doing this? Yeah. You're somewhere in the middle. Like you're clearly not New York, but you're not as nature-y as like an LA. I feel like Washington DC is pretty much the middle. Same with Chicago. You could easily not run into anyone, but you're going to see someone every time you go outside. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. When you're in a place like New York, that's just not possible. Um, and I think the combination of that, so there's this kind of like paranoia maybe that we'll have collectively about being so close and crammed 
next to other people uh, mm-hmm. in a city in an urban place. And then this corporate realization of, oh, so much of this work can be done remotely. Um, yeah, that's true. So will you really have to live in a city to get good jobs and all of that anymore? I don't know. Is there anything you wish you had the skill for or the desire to do something that you maybe you've never done before? Oh, man. I mean, too many to even count. Name one. I mean, Name one thing. What do you mean? Like practically, like a skill I wish I had to get a job with? or Sure, you can go that route. I mean, I, I think a lot about IT. Yeah. Um, and, and like I think of like practical applications for my skill sets that are not creative, that are not based around making content or entertainment, and more about solving problems for businesses. Um, so that, I guess, coding, IT, you know, wishing I had more skill there and, and maybe wondering if I could develop more skills there um, in a pinch. I wish so that, I knew. I, I, I not wish I knew. I know how, but uh, I want to go hunting and kill one big animal, and then chop up that big animal so I could eat that animal over the next year. <laughs> wow! All right. Well, that's a good one. Like uh, that's that where my brain sense. goes. Like nothing is okay. scary to me. It's just like I want to make the food sort because, like, like you said, the only thing you've spent money on in the last month has been like one grocery trip, right? Yeah. Yeah. If I could do that, I'd feel oddly better but how practical is that and you couldn't do that living in a place like dc i got a freezer yeah i can that's the thing i just need well, to travel are you transporting this carcass and breaking it down and you car know. all right i don't gotta i don't have to like take a wagon out and do it but like i could still <laughs> use the modern tools and i'm not saying i even need a gun like i'll use a knife let's do this motherfucker like i could figure out how to kill a pig you know I've roasted oh, yeah. a whole pig. I can go slaughter oh, yeah. one. And also, it's, if you can't do that, you probably shouldn't be eating meat. So, I mean, think of all the people that got really into growing their own food and, and exactly. how useful that would be right now. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, are you hopeful for the next season? Because in a way, this might be the healthiest 2021 season ever because everyone will be healed like in theory Durant will be a hundred percent when he comes back Curry will be at a hundred percent there will be no holes in any team system yeah it's so hard to call and predict I mean I'm so nihilistic on the Knicks it's kind of just like a weird hobby um I I have no hope for the Knicks whatsoever um hear me out but I I enjoy the same how healthy is James Dolan um he's probably fine but okay then again maybe not i don't know i'm not saying you're wishing death upon the knicks owner but you and lots of other knicks fans i know have said like nothing's going to change as long as he's the owner yeah um i think we can i think we can get lucky though with him as the owner i don't think he is a a, a immovable obstacle for our success i think we can find success with him still owning the team it just takes a lot more luck and circumstance. Even during a pandemic, you're staying positive about the future of the <laughs> New York Knicks. That's impressive. I have, no ch- I have no choice. I don't know. You have a very clear choice. You could wish that there's no more NBA and you've peaked. <laughs> there's lots of things. They're not going to have another season for 10 years. They could have a new rule where you have to play where you're living and like so many people want to live in New York and that's going to be good for you guys. So many good things could happen, but... Uh, more likely, the Knicks are going to be horrible, and it's just going to be... Yeah, we'll continue on. A repeat of this. It's just, we, we do what we do. The fact that you FaceTimed with your brother during the game that you were supposed to attend with him in New Orleans is like one of the nicest things I've ever heard. 
Oh, that's thank you. I mean, it was very depressing. Um, we had never gone on a trip together, and for Christmas we got each other fourth row seats to the Knicks Pelicans so we could see Zion as a rookie. Um, we got an Airbnb in New Orleans. We were going to spend four or five days there. Um, so that sucked. And yeah, I cooked jambalaya. He made po' boys. We oh FaceTimed. my gosh, and um, you know we played NBA two K and um, made the most of it. Got got New Orleans drunk. Put it that way. That's great. What, did you drink abitas and hurricanes? Um, Sazeracs. Oh, nice. That's so great. I've had uh, I think one uh, drink with hard liquor in it since this thing began. Not because I don't want to, but because there's a kid here, so it's a lot harder oh, to that's... do like wake ups when you're hungover. Sure. So oh, that's a whole nother. I can't believe that's your reality. That's, that's oh, I'm fine with thing. it. I'm cool with it. <laughs> it's totally fine. Uh, that's the thing that's like weird. Like I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because I have a really good situation. Um, it's just I don't know if I'd been in this situation if this happened two years ago. And do you think your wife would have a different opinion about having a family if no, this had happened two years ago? I think ago? she'd. I, I'm glad we both are glad that he's here. But and it's not like oh we wish he wasn't here. We wish there was no fucking pandemic. But the right. thing is like I'm thinking hard about a second kid. Like, do we have a second kid? Like, depending on how long this thing goes, um, we have. I have no idea. Right? It's way too early. But it's hard not to think about that when sources of income have been completely changed and. We no one knows, so yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about that. It's good times, man. How often are you getting drunk? Every night, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking beer to Hell pace yeah. myself. Um, I have a very good collection of mezcal and liquor, and um, yeah, I've been really good about mostly drinking beer and like maybe a sip of liquor here and there, just to kind of pace myself. Sure. Um, but you know. Not an unhealthy. I'm not day drinking. I I can't day. I still wake up. I put jeans on. I put sneakers on. I get dressed like it's a day. Um, I make breakfast. I'm still trying to have a day. And then you know, around five six o'clock, I'll have a beer. I'll start making dinner, watch a movie, all that stuff. So I'm trying it's to keep really. That. Hel- it's a fucked up thing to be like, yeah, you're drinking every day. That's a really healthy way to drink every day. <laughs> <sighs> or I'm just like completely de- deflecting my own alcoholism onto you. So I don't know. Well, the rules have changed. There are no rules. I would. I that's. I think I uh, talked to our mutual friend about this, but I've really wanted to get like wasted since my kid's been born. I haven't done that yet. Oh wow! And I'm not doing it out of like, like I'm not like oh I'm like fiending to get wasted. It's like it would just be nice to like not have to have that responsibility for like two nights. Wife, you know what I mean? Wife's work. Your wife's working, so that makes it harder. No, it's well. Also, like the huge guilt. I wouldn't do it now, but I don't yeah. want to. Yeah, I I would just like to be able to turn off my brain completely for like one night. I think you can get there. I will get there sooner or later. We're all going to get there. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fantastic. I'm not complaining. I'm very glad I have a kid. <laughs> I'm not trying to just drink my pain away, or I'm saying my pain is any different than anybody else's pain. Anyways, uh, congratulations on the successful 2019-2020 uh, New York Knicks. Uh, Thank you. It was cool that you guys got to play last because you clearly are the championship team uh, against Vince Carter. Uh, probably one of, I mean, LeBron will play in three decades probably. Yeah, but Four, Vince maybe? Carter's, I think, the second longest NBA career ever. Um, legend. 
Who I mean, was look, longer, the Kareem? Knicks did not. The Knicks did not miss the playoffs. We were not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. So hear um, me out. Here's what I want to happen. A hell of a year. You want it to be over? I don't. I want every team that was not mathematically eliminated to play a one-game round-robin tournament to determine the eighth seed, and then you do it the old-school way where the first round is three, the next round is five, the next round is best of seven, and then the finals happen. Now we're talking. You do it truncated. You might even want to do it in like the same you do like four spots like texas chicago new york la something like that you use both brooklyn and new york you use uh staples for the la clearly you use maybe dallas and then clearly the united center you just pound it out that way sort of do it like march madness but like on a way higher skill level where people actually get paid i like that a lot hey here's a fun Knicks fact the last time we made the finals was a lockout season as well oh shit here we go nba finals so you know maybe this is like a full circle kind of moment for us and maybe we need these divine interventions in hear me out season that was 94 correct uh 99 99 okay i apologize for some reason i thought it was 94 all right 94 so yeah 99. Like, yeah we were yeah, 99 was the canby allen houston spreewell Knicks. i guess i'm rooting for you <laughs> Great. <laughs> I just want Kobe White to get hot in the playoffs and take the Bulls to the finals and win his uh, not-deserved Rookie of the Year trophy. It'll be a Bulls-Knicks Eastern Conference Finals, just like <laughs> the old days. You heard it here first. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks so much, man.